This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back. It is your favorite neighborhood podcaster guy, Cameron, back to uh, introduce another episode here. Um, last one was a pretty pivotal moment for the show and um, one of its main characters, and that is Bernard. Um, his hearing about uh, his actions in side of the dream world, um, we got to hear all of that, and um, some things are going to be different for Bernard. He is no longer a member of Anarium, um, and he is free, but uh, yeah, that, that is something that was a big part of his life, and we're going to see um, maybe what he decides to do with the next chapter of his life, so uh, let's go ahead and jump into that, shall we? Hey! Welcome back to Anarium. This is Sam. I'm your monster daddy. I'm slowly starting to accept that, and I like it. That's uh, good. Anarium is a oh, world... I paste it, yeah. In fact, I'm pacing it. The Anarium is a world of my creation, with numerous friends and family over the course of the last 10 to 12 years. It's been given life by Michael Sands, Monster of the Week, great RPG. I recommend it to any new players. It's very simple. In front of me, I have four gentlemen who intend to play through my story tonight. Who are you, gents? Who's this lovely man to my left? Uh, that would be me. I'm Cameron. I play Bernard. Uh, and this last episode, uh, there was a pretty big revelation for him, uh, I would think. Um, and I, I just want to piggyback on what you said. I, I think this is, if you're trying to start getting it, if you've never played one of these, I, this might be the game to... To start with tabletop, it's RPGs it's very games. simple, but it's all the same idea. It's it's easy to play. So if you ever have a GM yeah. that's like, "Hey, how about Monster of the Week?" Don't don't hesitate because there it's, really isn't there there aren't many ways to be wrong. Right, it's very this. open to interpretation. Yeah. It, you have two dice. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's simple. <laughs> it's so, it can't get and the character sheet that practically writes itself. Yeah. So that's all I had to say about that. Uh, we can we can see what who else we got. Hey. Who is this handsome Nordic man? I love how you both like tilt your head to the side. Like, is it my turn? Is it who's his turn? Is it me? Who is the handsome boy? Who's the handsome boy? <laughs> Who is this lovely Nordic Adonis I have sitting far away, but on my little screen? Just across you? town. He's just I'm not that far town. away. Yeah, I'm fifteen minutes away. Uh, I'm Taylor. I play Marcellus Corvinson, <laughs> eleven hundred year old 
What? <laughs> you waved. Like, hey, I'm Taylor. And I'm like, nobody can see you. <laughs> Abbott, but me. I don't know why. I love you, but it's um, good. Yeah. Uh, play Marcel and Corvinson, 1100 year old vampire warlock. And as you all got the little snippet last episode, his badge number is nine. He's That's been, because he's been around the well. original Anarium members that created the Anarium, there were eight of. Marcellus is the first outside of the original eight Crusader Knights to become a member of the Anarium. So he is the oldest living member of the Anarium, I guess. Show off. But, uh, I, I am curious. <laughs> is, is it like 0000009 or is it like... No, it's, no, it's 009. He said okay. 00, He said 009. Oh, so okay, he, is, okay. he is two it's steps above after. Yeah. James Bond. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, yep, so uh, haven't given a back little information on him in a long time. So uh, six foot five, 250 pounds, always in a tailored suit. Um, Pretty solid very... pass rushing defensive end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. Not much against uh, the run well, game, but he's, he's... he's an original Danish Viking. So most of them were pretty large men. Uh, blonde hair. Blue eyes, uh, short First blonde right. beard. Yeah. First uh, right. Got it. By the way, that, that is <laughs> no. one way that like football has ruined my brain. Sometimes I hear six five two fifty, and I'm like, oh, it's not that big. <laughs> yeah, what's his forty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking. That's a and huge then, uh, person. But yeah, so uh, always wearing a tailored suit, carries a revolver and a large Bowie knife, and uh, this is a knife. That's not a knife. Exactly. <laughs> this is a knife. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. You're good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's me. That's my character. Hey, far away Rob. How's Colorado doing? Colorado is beautiful, as always. Uh, I am far away Rob. I am the glue that binds the book that is this shitty group of uh, merrymen. You brought us together. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're holding us together. If you were like, hey, guys, I can't do this anymore, I'd be like, no, that's cool. We got Cam, and we got Taylor. We'll figure out someone else. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I am the original. Yeah, I'm the original introductee. Yeah, you were what brought us together. How this happened, yeah. We got you turned drunk, us into a new. I visited, and we decided to make this happen. That's. That is my sole contribution to this yeah, group. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sole contribution. You don't play a character yeah. every episode at all. It's, just, it's, you, it's you pretty much, together. hey, I'm coming back to Fort Wayne. I only have so much time to spend with everybody. You guys have, like, the Venn diagram, you have a few things in common, so I picked you three to meet me together. <laughs> well, I go think out. it started if off with honest, me. Yeah. And, yeah, I was about to say, for being honest, Taylor's like, Rob, I'd love to meet you in person and get a beer. I was like, right, what? Invite Sam and Cam. <laughs> yeah, I was told there would be hot wings, so I came. And Cameron had this <laughs> this adorable moment in hindsight where he's like, hey, I don't you guys didn't make fun of me, but I really liked Supernatural. And I was like, I loved it up until season five. And then these were all the problems I had with it. And he was like, his eyes got real big. He's like, one of us, one <laughs> yeah. of us. And then Taylor was like, I don't know. I like this character at this point. There were a few good episodes. And that was like that moment where you realized, oh, my God, we're all so similar. I'm amongst friends. Amongst friends. more beer. <laughs> more beer. Our <laughs> winch. If we went out and drink mead and fireball in the parking lot. Yep. For five, five hours. hours. <laughs> yeah. For like five we hours, and I was like, "Hey guys, 
I've had a dream for a podcast yeah. for years, and Cameron was like, I need you to know I'm getting a little hard right now with how excited <laughs> I am about this happening. I'm not even kidding you. Our chat group is named Make It Hard because yep. he was like, I'm getting a little hard right now with it, the idea of what this is. It was going to be. That was going to be the name of this show, and we did we did uh, we sissy we out at the last the second. Yeah. We were like, that's going to that's gonna make a few people just not listen to it. People aren't going to know what that means, and they're not going to want to listen. <laughs> And it's an inside joke. If you want to make it hard t-shirt, we can make that happen for you guys. Uh, make it hard on the front and narrow them on the back. I'm thinking we need jerseys as a group. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm, we have recently gotten a lot of traction on Facebook, and I greatly appreciate everyone that's very on there. much. Yeah. Thank you all. We've, yes, we, we love everybody who's it. listening. If I know you, if I don't know you, reach out to me. I'm recently single, so if you've got a sister, <laughs> bring her, bring her to me. <laughs> Taylor, looking right at you. Mine's Mary. Uh, Rob. I play Orpheus. I am our shitty uh, Creole Frenchman, and uh, I, mean, I would I, say like I love I love this shitty. group. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Um. And before we introduce our our guest, who you kind of met last time, but before we get into him, I do really want to say that I appreciate the audience that we have. Um. Because once Steve introduced himself, my brother. He's playing a character with us tonight. He's going to be in this next I story. am one of the audience, too. And not only do I appreciate all of you guys, but I appreciate everyone that listens to you as well because it keeps you making more. Um, you guys have been great. And I have had a few people reach out to me via email and kind of be like, hey, what can I do to help? Realistically, right now, what we really need above anything else is kind of grow our audience. Yeah. So your socials, whatever you do, if you've got a following, if you want to give us a plug to people you think will actually like us, I'm going to leave it at that. I don't need to try to sell us. Yeah, you guys that, that like weird cousin at the family gatherings, he probably plays D&D, man. Just let him know. I just like your knitting group, your bowling <laughs> league, whatever it is. Just The other thing that I will say that doesn't get said enough to um, for some people is that you don't have to actually understand the game at all in order to enjoy this. I can think of two people off the top of my head that know nothing about this game and have no desire to learn anything about this game. <laughs> I've tried to explain <laughs> it to him and his eyes glaze over and he's like, I don't know, you guys are okay, it sounds good. Uh, my wife, too. Um, but they love, They my dad loves listening to it and my wife is starting to really enjoy it's it It's funny, well. I, I had the so, same exchange with my father where I, I, I was like, I think you'd like it, Dad, like it'd be fun. And, he, and then I tried to, like, maybe you could play it one day and this is how it goes, that, Eyes guys and he's like, you know what, man? I think I'll just listen. <laughs> so don't let don't let the game part um, intimidate anyone. If you like the storytelling and stuff, give it a try first. That's awesome. Just I, think, and I it, think that's one of the bigger. That's that's something that I just want to thank everybody. Recently, I've I've tried to do some advertising on like Facebook. We've got quite a few people reaching out. We've got we've got a listener in Australia. We've got a few in Canada. Um, a ton of them are still in Fort Wayne. Bonjour. But still, I just it really makes me smile to know that like we are still kind of growing. And if if you've got Twitter, I don't know if that's still a thing, TikTok, wherever people are going these days, if you have a following, give us a shout out. I'm not asking you to do it every week, but that really right now, that's what we'd like. We don't need your money. We we already have your your faith that we're going to play a game you enjoy. Just kind of like to have a bigger audience to kind of spread out and actually start getting feedback some more emails kind of let us know what we can do different yeah um, of course like bigger audience thing is like the biggest thing but yeah terrible well we had a few like 
emails and like I, that, that made me really happy to open those up and it does and it's get like to like have a conversation you open it and somebody's like oh hey i really like what you do how can i help you can also feel free to call sam directly at 555-555-5555 i need you to know that i work in sales at my job which i will not be mentioning and i would appreciate if no one else did my deepest concern is someday someone will call in and be like are you my monster daddy and i'll be like can you not please don't do that please. what never call this number again i'm not saying no but sales for 11 11- like I've worked in sales in 12 years and I've been giving my personal cell phone away for 12 years. I work, I'm on work for neurology. Everyone in the department has my fucking cell phone and it is the worst thing I've ever done. So I, I would rather not. Same. And if that's, that's if, why I have one phone for work and one phone for personal. If anyone ever calls in <laughs> and they're like, Hey, I, voice. It's like I called and talked to a salesperson about this, but are you my monster daddy? If you could just keep that under your hat, I would appreciate it. Because I don't want to lose my Oh, dude, my I'm job. so calling yeah, your work next week. You would, that. Are you, you my would, monster daddy? You would love that. If some random stranger called your work when you were having a rough day and asked, are you my monster daddy? It would make you, my it would, day. It would make your day. But um, I also don't need the other people who work around me to be like, what was that phone call about? Did you? What's a monster daddy? And I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't. You can just I can't put me do this with you right now. You can put you can put me in a different department now. Now's the time. But that all being said, you've heard the voice. Now you get the name. This is my older brother Steve. Hi. Who are you playing? Who are you? Okay, so as I said last time, um, I am playing either, depending on which name you want to go with, Abraham Van Helsing. Yes, that Abraham Van Helsing, or Radu Tepish, the uh, younger brother of Vlad Tepish, or Dracula. He is uh, 586 years old, not quite the same age as uh, our illustrious Marcellus, but definitely up there in years. And he is the expert class. He is the penultimate monster hunter. Now, this is this is interesting <clears throat> because uh, this is a new character, so you're gonna get a little bit of introduction here as to who he is and kind of like what he's about. Um, and I will try to keep that short. Yeah. So I, if you could do that now, so that kind of who you are, cause like we all had our episode zero. And so if you could, even if it's, thanks Rob. Yeah. Cut that out, please. Please. <laughs> if you could let us know who is Radu Tepish, like who, like it's obviously named from history, but why are you still alive 580 years later? Like, kind of like okay, a little so, bit of lead up. You don't have to tell us all of everything. We can still have our secrets, but. Um, so, Redu Tepish is Redu the Handsome, or the younger brother of. He was uh, also known as Prince Charming. The Prince Charming of Wallachia. Yes, you're right. Um, he was. Um, he, he lived with the Ottomans when um, Vlad. Him and Vlad were sent to the Ottomans when um, the, o- the elder Janissary court. Yeah, when the elder Vlad Vlad Dracul the was uh, took over Wallachia. Excuse me. He uh, they were sent kind of as uh, political uh, um, hostages. Uh, they weren't necessarily imprisoned. They were definitely treated very well, but they were kind of there in case you know, you know, if you, if you start doing weird things, we're going to kill your sons. Um, eventually, uh, Vlad went back and tried to take over Wallachia, and Redu stayed there and was probably going to stay with the Ottomans for quite some time. But Vlad did what Vlad did, and 
Radu actually helped them try to take back over and kicked Vlad out at least once. Uh, he was known as uh, an expert tactician. He was very bright. <laughs> yeah, he Despite was. Despite his reputation as being I, Prince Charming, he real was quick, a fighter. Out of context, like, I was just wanting to say, out of context, like, stop being weird or we'll kill your kids. Like, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, but, like you're going to have to define weird for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was. When the first, when, when Vlad Dracul actually took Second. over, he. Uh, well, Dracul is of the dragon. Dracula is son of the dragon. So Vlad oh. Dracul is the is their father. The more you know, yeah, their father. So um, when he took over Wallachia, he pledged his allegiance to the Ottomans, and he sent his the sons were sent there so that basically he would keep doing stuff for the Ottomans, and if he didn't. They kill the kids. I hate that every time you say that word, my stupid brain thinks of like small pieces of furniture. <laughs> well, they're also they were the Turks I too. Saying, I, they? My first thought was like the. I know what it no, is. No, my first thought I know. Was, I'm just legitimately was like, how does Wallachia make you think of furniture? What <laughs> no, is wrong with you? No. no, no, Ottomans. I get it now. Yeah, I think they would eventually it. become the Turks. Like we conquered half the known world. And we make your feet comfy. Like, that is the <laughs> best thing. I, yeah, I'm with Cameron. Um, and now I've lost my train of thought. Okay, I'm so, so we, sorry. No, Welcome had, to no, the no. show. Oh, he was also a, uh, he was one of the Janissaries too, I do believe. Um, he yes. was. So we have our history lesson. We now know who you were in history. We know that you helped push Vlad out, which is the famous thing where it was people on spikes. Literally, it was, if I can't have it, no one can, so I'm going to murder anyone who contests me, and I'm going to burn everything as I go. He leaves Wallachia, you guys take over, he eventually comes back and takes it again, and then gets kicked out again. He goes to find help with, my na- my brain still says John Berthanol, but no, I know that's not um, it. It looks like John Hyundai, but it's I do believe it's pronounced Hunyadi. John Hunyadi. He goes to him for help and instead becomes a prisoner. Yeah. And that is when we start taking the story to make our story a little bit different. Um, What we can tell you is that Dracula was approached in some way or another while imprisoned by a chaos god and uh, was imbued by said chaos god. You two need to stop flirting because I want to get involved, but I'm supposed to be talking about the show. God, two two handsome men just trying to show off, and I, I don't even know what to do with myself. All right, so he becomes a warlock of sorts uh, as a human. Um, calls to his brother and says, hey, Redu, I need you to come and see me. Redu Tepish comes to him. Well, and at the time, too, Redu is also the Voivode? Vi- vi- Voivode? Please, He's, please forgive our pronunciation. We are trying. Yeah. We did try to do our history here. Yeah, I, I did a lot of research on this, and I don't know necessarily how to pronounce everything. I'm, I'm really trying, but I think it's voivode or voivode, voivode. He, it's the prince, the the leader of Wallachia at the at this time. And um, so basically, Redu goes to his son-in-law because popular history's belief is that Redu's son-in-law killed him and took the took that seat. But in our alternate history, for our purposes, Radu looked at him and said, hey, I'm, I have a meeting with the devil if I don't come back. You're in charge. Tell people you killed me because you'll get some respect for that. You go, you meet your brother, and his whole thing is like, hey, I love you. We're brothers. I've never stopped loving you. I know that we've been at odds, but family is important. I have a great gift now, and I want to share it with you. And you were basically like, uh, fuck off. 
and he imbued you with a bit of this chaos energy that has kept you alive for as long as it has. You have the use of it and that you, uh, instead of taking the traditional magic that players have access to in the game, you picked a different attribute to pick, and it was um, the ability. Actually, no, I, I kept that, but I'm using it differently because I'm trying. I'm going to stay away from the magic. Because if he uses I'm... too much of it, like he's not directly connected to the source, if he keeps using it, he drains. Think of uh, like Green Lantern. I can use up all my power, but then I'm going to age really fast and die. Good idea to not gather by the magic. It's addicting out here. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away you from said the magic. That's so disgusted. We're like, yeah, the magic's addicting you. But I'm leaving it, it in it there. It was a Magic the Gathering joke. I'm not sure if it was picked up. I'm leaving it in there yes. just in, as a <laughs> as a doorway in case I want to deal with that later. Uh, and just as just as a, it's Voya Voda. Okay. Did I tell you Taylor always has the answers? Like we talked about this before we came. Oh, I learned and that I, long uh, time ago. And I was like, no, it's, Taylor- it's it's like an old Polish. Taylor knows. Denoting a military Ta- Taylor's the one that's got his shit together. The rest of you, well, hey man, we're you're just, just along, along for the ride. We're playing yeah. along. We're backup singers. We're- so you made this contact. Your brother imbues you with some energy and leaves you there in a state. He tries to take Wallachia again, and he fails. Years down the line, he eventually reaches out to a vampire, and he says, Hey, you should come and stay with me for a while. I think it would be a really great arrangement. Gets there, eventually he's like, hey, like, I've got some shit going on, but it'd be really great if I could be a vampire too. And the guy was like, you know what, that's that's not a horrible idea. You've got some power, you're growing in power. So yeah, I'll bite you. The bite killed him. Now what matters to us in this moment is that that vampire was technically Marcellus's uncle. By bite. Which is why Marcellus is on the the constant desire to hunt down Dracula. That is a mission for him. You are doing it because, essentially, if you don't use the magic in you, you can't die until Dracula's dead. That and Dracula's my brother, and I feel like it's my job to deal with his fucking evil. (laughs) And one thing, and I'll table this conversation until afterwards... I, I would like to talk to you fellas, because I'm sure you've seen it. This Nick Cage. It looks interesting. Yes. Looks interesting new, is a good word. Thing? Yeah. It yeah. looks uh, it Nick looks, Cage is playing Dracula in a film called um Fuck, what's his name? His fucking um It starts with an R. Renfield. Renfield. And he is playing Dracula in it. It actually it looks like a good comedy. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. It's a comedy. That sounds interesting. It's a comedy and they are playing to the, the whole thing is playing to like and, and like they have to be playing to like Nick Cage seems out of place in this like the way I don't know they made him look real good they made him look good but like his it acting like, like the comedy it's, I don't know I, I could see him looking like Dracula it looks I don't it. know about the acting that's, but that's looking what I mean. like Dracula definitely it's kind of it's it. kind of like if you ever watched and then what would be done if you ever watched Your Highness with Danny McBride <laughs> where they dropped him into like all these amazing Senior. British actors and and this but then there's fucking Danny McBride, who's not using an accent or anything, he's like, "What's fucking up?" <laughs> like, it's kind of you know like. What? I feel like Nicolas Cage could have been Morbius the way he looks. <laughs> like, he Get looks Morbed. Than Jared Leto. I never watched Morbius, but I I love. Um, <laughs> it's not it as be- bad as it was. Yeah. It was good. I love that it became an adjective. It's not like, as bad as the internet made it out to be, but it was. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it had its flaws, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. 
<laughs> Welcome to the show again. <laughs> After Dracula's defeat, he kind of goes off. He, he becomes this vampire. The person who sired him instantly <laughs> dies due to the chaos magic, but he still becomes a vampire. And that's kind of where we're left, where, like, Marcellus' sire goes, hey, this man just killed my brother, you need to go deal with that. And you going, hey, this man is my brother, and I need to deal with that. So your characters know one another, and we're going to let that develop as we play, so I don't want to go too much further into it. But I did feel like your connection and kind of that story deserved a little bit of time. So I apologize to the audience. I know you're excited for the episode, but this is important. And that way you kind of understand our new character and how he fits in the world, okay? So, all that being said, let's hop in. We've just left the, we'll say the hearing for Bernard Miller. Bernard, what would you do in this moment? Like, right now, what is your thought process? Like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Are you, are you hitting Disneyland? Or is there something you'd rather... Like, where's your mindset? Like, you've basically been told, like, hey, you're not an agent. But we also don't think you're a shitty human being, and we're going to let things stay the way they are outside of that. Yeah. Where do you do? Where do you go? The, uh, okay, so this is, like, where do I go directly, or is this how am I celebrating? This is where you're going to go. I, you're going to have one brief moment yeah. after trial here kind of talk to your bros these agents that you've been with these 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 men who stood up for you yeah in your trial well yeah and that's what i wanted to talk about was i think like in that moment i obviously i think there's probably when you're facing the death penalty ultimately and that gets overturned and you get what's essentially a bit of a probation um i imagine there's a little bit of a ton of relief and then there is a wave of emotions for your friends that came to your defense um, but as I mentioned, I, Bernard, it, since the, the, the chaotic moment that was uh, the dreamlands, the, that time in his life, and being sober, <laughs> probably. For the uh, first time in a while. For the first time in a while, I think he has some clarity. And I think when the sobered up Bernard is able to get through the emotions of that situation in the courtroom and is able to sober himself from those emotions... I think he's ready to go do what he had been thinking about doing, which is uh, going to actually say goodbye to his wife. Okay. Uh, going to actually say those words uh, to her. Before we hit that moment, we are at Bernard's shitty little desk as he's cleaning it out. With him are Marcellus and Orpheus. This is kind of like your last moment as... As the group, as Charlie team, is there anything you guys like need to have be said or, or get out? Um, I, I think Bernard would probably, you know, he's probably grabbing some some jerky out of the drawers. Like, you know, this is still good. Like, like past, like, like <laughs> knocking broken peanut butter containers <laughs> on the ground. Like, that's garbage. That's garbage. This is still good. Uh, and he's, I, I think he would eventually look at Ed Marcellus and just tell him like. You know, you could have and probably wanted to rip my throat out a few times. I was surprised to see you. Well, that's not the right word. I've given you plenty of reason to do those things to me, and I was relieved to see that you didn't. Uh, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Gesturing around like I'm not dead. 
that was pretty cool, man. Because, you know, like I said, you probably wanted to kill me a few times. There were there were times I was annoyed with you. That's <laughs> that's a given. But never to the point of wanting to kill you. You're a good man, Bernard. Marcellus is gonna reach outside the door and hand Bernard a very long box and inside of it is a very very well crafted um, shotgun axe hey I guess those dwarves came around huh it took some convincing but uh, I had your I had your family's names engraved in the handle now mind you what we're looking at like when we originally when we did Lucille it was a hey we kind of welded this on it's not great but it got done yeah you're looking at fully engraved you're looking at brand new you are holding something made for you perfectly balanced designed to be used this is not a small gesture this is right. this is this is big yeah, not just from the the, the, the the engravements make it an even bigger deal. And, and from an equipment point of view, too, like we have to remember, like, I was taking minuses. <laughs> I tried to use yeah. shotgun originally. So, so this is a, a big deal. And, again, I don't think he takes it lightly. But, again, I know Bernard and Marcellus are not the, you know, they're not going to cry it out. So, I, I, th- no. I, I think you'll probably see him. And this has been the kiss. See? <laughs> Dude, yeah. fan- Can Marcellus cry? <laughs> this is where the fanfic happens. No. Um, but no, I, I think you'll see him just kind of run his palm and his his, his thumb across uh, where the names are engraved. And the I'm not going to cry eyes look up at you like, thank you. Then you're welcome. And then I'm going to reach in my pocket, my jacket pocket, and hand him his flask. Like, oh. Might need this. And then he's just like, thank God. <laughs> he's see if there's anything in it. This tastes like ass. <laughs> what have I been drinking? Um, Again, 2023. That's not a this. I think I think I'll kind of put that in his his pocket there. Um, and then he wants to hand you Orpheus. Uh, he he thinks. Well, I, I should probably say it. I swear to God, if you hand him your brand new shotgun and say, no. "Hey, make good use of no. this," I'm I'm gonna you die. You a heart attack right now. <laughs> like, you know, I always thought this thing was pretty cool, and it was like around the first time I met you. So he, he's gonna pick up the jar of goop from from the the piranha mission. Oh, say, like, from the glowfish. Yeah, the he's like, fish? I don't I know. Forgot about that. Maybe one swamp to another. You can have this. <laughs> Thanks for this glowing gar of, jar of goo. <laughs> I hate you. I'm glad you're gone. <laughs> it's, it's glowing a- peanut butter jar. <laughs> the peanut butter jar shouldn't just get thrown out. It deserves. But not. Moi, maison, est toi. My home is yours. And if you want me to take you there. Bernard, I can do this now. And when you get your hunting license, you can keep my home safe. And if you do not feel my home is your own, Bernard, I would respect this. But know if that day ever comes, my swamp 
Monsieur Jules Bernard. Great, left me a giant watery shitty piece of land. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want Bernard to show up at the swamp sometime, and then Orpheus needs to look at him and say, "What are you doing in my swamp?" <laughs> donkey. Bernard, <laughs> like donkey. <laughs> um. I think he'll just say, uh, at that point, I guess, uh, while all this was happening, or not while, because that'd be rude. Immediately after that, I think he kind of reaches down, gets his bag over his shoulder, puts the shotgun where it goes on the other shoulder, and he's like... It came with a sheath. Oh, it came with... Okay. He's like, uh... Well... Never been much for swamps, but, uh... I think you'll see me around. And then he's just going to kind of nod and see himself out. Goes out. He gets in his truck. Yeah. And he starts driving toward the cemetery. Where's Bernard from originally? I don't think we've ever discussed that. Like, we know what happened. We know his backstory. But where's he from originally? Well, so we I, I thought we had talked about it a little bit. Um, and maybe I'm just... We may have. I don't know if we've ever done it on mic. Okay. So, to me, and the way we talked about it, what I'm remembering is, is, is we had said that um, he he is from a very small rural era, area in in Kansas. Um, and he was brought to, to this particular uh, part of an area because it was just the closest um, when the tragedy with his family happened. Um and I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't remember the small town's name. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but, but we know it was in Kansas. And yeah, that, was, ultimately, was, that's what's important. Yeah, he was a, a logger in, in Kansas. Um, it was Ashley, Kansas. No. It was Ashley, Nebraska. Kara, Nebraska. It was Ashley, Kansas. That's right. Yeah, and that was what you asked, right? Where was he from? Is that? That's not it. That's based on the Dreamlands episode. No, no. no, no that, that he did he ask where he was from. That's what you had asked. Yes, me. originally. Do you have an idea of how long you're going to be driving to this gravesite? Realistically, if you lived in Kansas, there's a pretty strong likelihood you're maybe a few hours away at most. I was going to say, I've never been to Kansas, but I, Kansas is pretty big, right? Like, it, like It's dr- one long, big, flat yeah. fucking boring ass drive. Yeah. It's a giant cornfield as far as I'm aware. Nope, that's North and South Dakota. Oh, okay. Okay, so I, I think he's just driving uh, on this long, uh, probably one long flat road, um, two to three and a half hours, listening to classical music. Weird flex. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, uh, if you remember, that's no, like that's what that if we. That's his thing. That is what. Um, listening to "Carry On My Wayward Son" by Kansas. <laughs> no, that his wife In was Kansas. a. Uh, that's what she enjoyed. And um, she was also a brilliant musician, and even though he never really understood it, that was his way of... Um, Connecting with her. Yeah, staying connected with her. You arrive at your, the cemetery. I'm going to say your cemetery. This is one you know. You visit it frequently. You go to where the gravesite is at, and it's a stone. It's got your wife's name, the names of both of your children, as they were buried with her, as you feel that they would have wanted to be. You're standing in front of the stone. You kind of look around, and there's nobody there. What What do you say? Like, what What's going through your mind at this point? Well, first, I think 
Um, I think he'll probably just like sit down, cross legged like Indian style. I guess you're not allowed to say that anymore. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone will be particularly offended. Uh, um, but uh, and if they are, we apologize. Yeah, but apologies. still, continue. That's just it was ingrained in my brain. That's what I've said for years, and I don't sit that way very often anymore. So I've had to say it. Um, so he sits down, cross legged, just beside the grave and has a kind of a long sigh not unlike the one that I just did um and he's gonna say um I apologize I haven't come here more often um I've actually been just down the road hunting monsters believe it uh I don't really know where to start. It's weird, you know? It's it's weird knowing that there's an afterlife and also kind of not really caring that there is because everyone that you love is on the other side. I didn't used to really believe in it much. I know you did. Uh, now I hear you. I am fighting ghosts and specters and all kinds of other bullshit knowing that you're over there. If they're here, and here I am, then <laughs> you won't believe this. I shot something that looked just like you. I mean, just like you. Pretended to be you, actually. I fucking blew its head off right in front of a whole group of people. Got in some trouble. Probably imagine that. Now I'm here. Because I wanted to tell you something. Something I learned a while ago. I just didn't really know what to do with the information. You know, that... That thing. Gargoyle. I think they call it. It didn't just pop out of nowhere. Somebody somebody had to make that thing. Pulls the flask out. I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna kill him. And he kind of lays back on an elbow. And... Puts the glass back in his pocket and just lays there for a while. As you're lying there, you're like your eyes closed, thinking about what you're going to do next. You notice the light changes. It's a shadow that has come over you. And you hear a voice, a, a friendly voice, say, Hey, mate. Do like kind of folk who could use a drink. You interested? Sharon? You open your eyes to see a tall, handsome man in a dusty black cloak. Not cloak, coat, pardon me. Not so sure that's a compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> he hands you a very ornate flask. You drink from it, and this is some of the smoothest liquor you've ever tasted. It's Pappy Van Winkle. They don't make much of that these days. It's very hard to get your hands on, but I know a few folks. So who are these? Who are these people? Obviously someone important. Folks don't spend their time in a cemetery unless it's important. No. I suppose they don't. But uh, I think the more important question is, who are you? And he kind of scratches his head. And he's like, just walking up on a man, paying his respects. He takes the flask back after you've taken your drink. And he takes a sip. Well, these days I go by the name of Roderick. 
came here to visit some folk myself. I can't imagine they'd probably be laughing at us if they saw us here, paying our respects to a stone. Yeah, I guess it's not so much a stone I'm paying respects to. And he kind of looks at it. Like, just doing something I should have done a long time ago. And at this point, he's going to stand up. Just kind of brush himself off. N- no sort of, you know, animosity or anything like that. Uh, he would extend his hand and say, You have me a disadvantage, good sir. You know my name, but I don't know yours. Oh, well, again, kind of keep, keep whatever dirt was on his hand. and say, Bernard. It's a pleasure to meet you, Bernard. He's like, yeah, I don't think it's ever been a pleasure to meet anybody in a graveyard, but well, as much as it can be, I suppose. Well, today's a day for new opportunities. And boy, have I got one for you, mate. What if I told you I could bring them back? I think his jaw would clinch at that, considering what he's been through in the last... Uh, I guess, I don't know if we said to the listeners so much, and I honestly don't really know. How much time has passed from the Dreamlands to today? You're probably looking at maybe a month. month? Okay. Um, so in the last month or so, a lot has transpired. Um, I think I was like, what would you say if uh, they already came back and I shot him? I would tell you that whatever happened wasn't what I can make happen. Imagine, you get your family back. Wife, both of your children. No one ever remembers they were gone. How's that deal sound to you? Too good to be true, for being honest. All I respect, in respect, is a favor. Nothing major, probably bigger than moving a couch. But in return for giving you your family back, someday I'll call upon you for a favor. What do you say to that? Hmm. It's much thinking to make a man thirsty, don't you think? He hands his flask back to you. (laughs) Okay, he takes another drink. Um... I think I'll look down for a minute and hand it back and say, I think, I think I can't think straight right now. I think I have something I have to do. <sighs> and I got to be honest, what you're offering sounds too good to be true. And I don't think this is, and I can roll for something if you would like, but I don't, I think Bernard would think there's no way that this is probably a Right now we're still in character. You're not, you're not grasping anything. He hasn't given you anything. We're not quite to rolling. You're, you're quickly coming up upon it. Okay. So right now it's just instinct. Okay. You want to do more than that? Since dice had been rolled. So I was like, I'm going to give it the opportunity if (laughs) if what exists. Um, But I think I'll just say, and uh, like, I don't, I don't think you meeting me here is, by chance and uh i believe you have me at the disadvantage roderick so what i want to do as any man wants to do go kill an old mad scientist and then maybe we can talk do you uh have a number anything like that he looks at you and he smiles interesting You're much more than the balls and bayonets that I expected. A soldier in the field killing monsters. 
You've got a bit more of a brain on you than you look. Mm. I used to do when I'm sober, but uh, I don't think that's going to last too much longer. So. so as I understand it, you would like to get vengeance on the man that put these loved ones in the ground, as your mind tells you. Again, jaw pretty clenched. Doesn't doesn't want to give too much away, but not, I don't think it's unfair of you to guess such as you did. What if I told you I could put him on his trail? I could get you to where you want to be. I've got a lead for you. It's not as big as a favor I was gonna ask, but I can do that too. I think he'll grab up his bag at that point and kind of throw it on a little aggressively and I think he'd say I think I'd like you to tell me that right now. What if I told you I wanted more in return? What if I wanted to sweeten the deal? I still get what I want. You don't get them back because clearly that's your choice. But I can lead you in the right direction. And in the future, if I need you for a favor, I'll take what I take today for that information, and you show up on your cold, like a good boy. Hmm. I don't think Bernard likes that very much. <laughs> I don't know that I'd call Bernard a good boy. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that he liked that very much. Uh. But I also think that Bernard is smart enough to probably realize that he doesn't want to get in like a fist fight with whatever this guy is. Uh, like I said, as much as he's had in in the past his moments of wanting the glorious, he's testing you. Yeah. Admittedly, as your GM, he is testing. You. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, if you want, you can leave this moment up to a a cool roll. Act under pressure to decide if you blow up at him or if you. Keep your calm. That's up to you. I kind of like that, actually. We haven't done one so We haven't done that in a bit. Either. I um, mean, we're going to get some dice rolling here very, very shortly. It's all good. Sorry, my son likes to play with my dice. and. Well, that's because dice are fun. <laughs> well, to him, he pretends they're dinosaur eggs. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. Whatever works. Whatever makes <laughs> him have fun. I don't mind. He'll, so he'll ask me every now and then randomly, like, do you guys still have my eggs? And I'm like, your eggs, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, my dice. Yes. Oh, please. shit. No, yeah. <laughs> um, that's an eight. Cool. So a ten. You keep your cool completely. You can handle this however you want. You are not prone to anger in this moment. Uh, again... I, I know he got angry, so I think the the hand kind of on that bag that he has grips a little tighter on that old leather. And then he releases it, and he's just going to, like, kind of extend his hand. He's like, I'm sure you have some kind of a card or something, right? All right. Now, Roderick, as has been his fashion in the past, pulls a red card out of his right pocket in the hand the right hand that he is holding this card with we also recognize still it is a deep crimson color almost as if burned but it's not the color of scarring it is a deep crimson not natural to anything that you would be aware of and he holds the card out and he says 
I'll give you your lead. But when the time comes, you come back and help. Um, I think with that, like I said, I think he kept his cool for the most part, and we'll see what happens. <coughs> but I think he'll drop his hand and walk by and say, you know, on second thought, I like to find my own leads. It's kind of the fun part. I uh, think you'll stop. And you stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, <laughs> you should uh, never expect, never take a gift offered by another without some expectation of recompense. He walks up behind you and he slips that red card in your front coat pocket. Now, you and I haven't made an official deal. In all good faith, I think I'll play along. Admittedly, I pushed you a bit further in a direction than I meant to. You want to go to the Hospital of the Sacred Heart in Illinois, room 306. That will get you your lead. And Bernard, I would remind you that giving out your name and accepting gifts from strangers is something you shouldn't do as you were taught as a child. Be good, Bernard Miller. Uh, don't open your mouth until I'm gone. I'm tired of hearing anything you might have to say. The offer stands. They come back. You burn that card, and it lets me know you're in. Consider this good faith gesture. I'm only taking a little bit. Consider yourself from here on out. Doomed. Bernard has lost all but two of his luck points. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I mean, I quite literally played with fire, so. Uh. And in that moment, we switch over to Marcellus, who has been given a job by his sire to go and find Dracula, hidden in what is known as a vampire prison of sorts. A place, a the lot. Uh, obviously stolen from Stephen King's The Lot. Obviously, we're going to mess with the story a little bit, but I always feel that uh, credit should be given where credit is due. So he's going to The Lot. Knowing that he's hunting Dracula, as is your lead, you go to collect Van Helsing. Uh, An individual whom you are well aware is technically your uncle by bite. Um, You two have had a working relationship in the past, You are by no means strangers. You get along well. You've worked together a couple of times on various leads. As you were driving, what's going through your mind? More of concern. Anything of... A. How is Dracula still alive even though I was the one who personally thought he was... Thought I killed him. And two... Why now? And why in the lot? Which is not a happy place to be. Occasionally, that they, one makes sense to it. Because yeah, I, I suppose that's true. We have discussed that a little bit. Because the lot's kind of like where they vampires send prisoners, and then Anarium kind of keeps an eye on it. It's kind of a joint effort. Right. So that um, makes sense to it. But yeah, so you're you're going along. You're headed your way to. Um, Van Helsing's home, or Radu Tepish, and hey, it's your big moment to shine. What's your home look like? Where does Radu Tepish live? Um, you guys are out of San Francisco or Sacramento, right? We're out of no, um, we're out of Ashley, Kansas, New Arkham, 
New Orleans. Okay. Close. New Arkham. New Arkham, Kansas. Um, you can he, be wherever you want to be. He's coming to collect you. That's right. Ashley was the town that went kaboom. Yeah. Well, actually, you guys, yeah, it was. That was the one that officially went kaboom. Okay. Well, I'm somewhere off the East Coast. I live in a boat. A uh, modified fishing trawler. All right, so it's like an actual larger fishing boat. No, no, it's a it's a small. It used to be a small fishing boat. It's big it's enough to live on, have some some uh, hold space, but it's not massive either. It's about the size of the Gen A from Force Gump. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little smaller, but but right. it's probably somewhere off the East Coast somewhere. So, are Virginia. you at like a personal dock, or are you like are you docked somewhere where there's a bunch of other boats? Probably in a marina, but on a personal dock that I've rented right. on a temporary basis. All right, so how, how does this go? So obviously Marcellus comes up to the boat. I agreed. Assuming you don't have traps. He's been here before. Oh, I'm So this, this isn't a difficult thing for him to find. You two are If anybody wants to come onto my boat and cause trouble, they are more than welcome to. That's fair. All right. You guys can take the scene from here. Uh, we get inside the boat. I said that, and then I immediately started going into it. You guys can take the scene from here. What do we see? What are you guys up to? What, what, like, how does this greeting happen? I'm assuming I'm on the boat working on the motorcycle, so that's what I'm doing. Marcellus is just going to kind of deftly walk up behind him say, should probably tune your carburetor. Yeah, that's the next step. Okay. What do you need? Well, uh, your brother's back. Yeah, he usually is. Where this time? A lot. You would know what this is. You are aware of the vampire prison. Can't wait to put a cool song in right here. <laughs> Sorry. What the hell is he doing there? That's what I've been tasked to find out and put an end to him once and for all. And who's tasked you to do this? The Vampire Council. I see. You do know putting an end to him once and for all is next to impossible, right? Yeah, I'm the one that killed him last time. And I've killed him two or three times since. Yeah. Man, you guys did not stay in good contact then. <laughs> Uh, we haven't uh, seen each other in like 150 years. We both ah, have, that's true. We both have shit to do. You both have. Lives. I have fought in like three or four wars since this. I think we. Uh, I think the only way to find a way to put an end to him in finality is to work together. We've never done that before against him, and I don't think he'll be expecting us together. Yeah, probably sounds like a good idea. Let me go below and get some stuff. Alright, I ain't riding, bitch. <laughs> I'm assuming we were going to take the car you brought. Correct. Or did you fly here again? No, not this time. Okay. Alright, out of character, since I'm the no. expert. Do it in character. Well, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm going to roll. Because we're going to the lot. It needs to be quiet. I have the armory in my in my haven so I'm going to alright so before you go into this it is important to note that the more noise you make in the lot the more people you're going to have to interact with 
Um, you have a group of half-starved vampires that are forced to live in a small town in New England. The more noise you make, which, Marcellus being a member of an Anarium, I am more than happy to give you a silencer for your gun for this mission. Something you would have thought ahead of. I'm also willing to give you guys some tactical gear to increase your armor. I don't know what it's at currently. I believe you're both doing really well on that note. But if it's I'm something... A plus one. But if you want to take extra, because you know you're going into the lot, if you guys show up in, like, SWAT gear, it's not entirely out of question. Obviously, you wouldn't be wearing it right now, but to have these items knowing where you're going... I will take that. You can have SWAT yeah. gear. And that is just a... That's two armor. It doesn't... Well, two armor. Two armor is the max that the game offers as far as armor goes. But, it, I mean, it's SWAT gear. Now, mind you, you're not going to put it on till you get there, but it is nice to have a little extra, just in case. Okay, so... You know how I roll. With my Haven, I, I took do. Armory, which means I have a stockpile of mystical and rare monster-killing weapons and items and whatnot, and I can roll to see if I have stuff. So I'm going to roll to see if I have knives. Specifically a kukri, but we'll see what I can pull out here. Good for slashing, bad for stabbing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, plus... It's eight. Four plus three is eight. No, it's seven. Four plus three is seven. I've been drinking. It's my excuse. Plus you weird got? is eight. So that's a seven to nine. I have it, but only the minimum. So I have one. You have one, and it's not the greatest quality. Which means I don't have one to give you, Tyler. I'm sorry. Taylor. Tyler. Taylor. Taylor. I'm used I'm to... good. I have a, He's Marcellus, so... I carry a Bowie knife. I'm good. Okay. Um, you guys kind of gather your stuff up. Uh, I, I for some reason picture um, Van Helsing hitting like a car binger to like lock the boat. <laughs> I know it's dumb, but that's what I picture. And you guys head off to the car. And that will be the end of this episode of Anaria. It's me again, Cameron. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. It was um, another one that was a little more storytelling heavy and not so much gameplay. Um, at this point, if you don't enjoy those episodes, you probably aren't still around. So this was probably still a pretty fun episode for you if you're still here. Because um, I know that we, we like that aspect. We like to storytell. And we also like to um, you know kind of let you guys know what's really going on in these characters' minds. Um, and that's kind of another one of these episodes, especially when you're introducing a new character um, like Van Helsing, we want to take the time to, to let you know um, who these characters are. But something in the future we could maybe look to doing is maybe putting together a website. Maybe having a little bit of a source that you can see these characters' backstories and know a little more. Um, maybe. I don't know. Let us know. Send us an email. Let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, other than that, that's all I really have. Make sure you guys are following subscribing doing all those things because uh and leaving reviews if, if you could please leave a review for the show it would be huge for us it's one of the biggest ways for us to get new listeners and all those good things um you can find us on our website or uh pretty much on on any app you can send us messages and just let us know um what you like what you don't like what you want to see more of and uh, that's pretty much all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We are getting into the thick of it here pretty soon. So uh, make sure that you keep listening, of course. We'll see you next time.